My definition of marriage and leadership are very similar. Really? Yes. And I'll tell you why. Okay. If you are really a good spouse, you're a leader in your marriage. And mm. that, there's room for two leaders. And, and trust me in this, being a leader in your marriage means that you take initiative to take care of your family and to take care of your spouse. You take initiative to find ways to appreciate your spouse every day. You are constantly feeding your spouse's needs in terms of their emotional needs specifically, appreciating them, taking care of, of things that they need. The first four secrets in this book are all about giving, but mm. the fifth secret is counterintuitive. And the fifth secret is about personal growth. It's about how are you growing yourself? And if you don't grow yourself, then your marriage is where you're seeking to get your needs met. And you'll never get your needs met just from the marriage. You are the one that has to feed the you. Welcome to the Nicholas Brown Podcast, a podcast talk show about real estate investing, business leadership, and personal development. Each week, we explore current real-life case studies about how to build financial independence through investing in real estate to build your personal portfolio through passive income models, along with interviews from the top business leaders and personal development leaders. Now, here's your host, Nicholas Brown. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. I got another great episode because on this episode, if you saw the previous episode that we're doing right now, we got a launch of the book, The Go-Giver Marriage, which I have the co-author and the, co and the co-author's wife, which she's also on this. But I'm going to read this section so you'll know exactly what I'm doing. But before I read it, make sure you guys subscribe to YouTube and make sure you subscribe to the podcast, any podcast channel. And hit that alert button because I already asked them. I plugged them. Come back on the show. Come back on the show, please. Please do. We have another episode or a series like I made with, with Bob. So I'm excited to have him, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm going to read their Bob section. Then we're going to get straight to the topics, which they're launching their books, ladies. This another book, okay? So today's guest is John David Mann and his lovely wife, Anna and Anna Gabriel Mann. So John David Mann is a co-author of more than 30 books, including four New York Times bestsellers and five national bestsellers, including The Go-Giver, co-author with Bob Berg, which has sold, ladies and gentlemen, I'm pretty sure it's more than that at this time, sold over 1 million copies and won two won the 2017 Living Now Book Awards Evergreen Medal for its contributions for positive global change. He is married to Anna Gabriel Mann and considers himself the luckiest man in the world. <laughs> Anna Gabriel Mann, M.A., correct? M.A., correct? Am I correct? Okay, M.A., yes. holds a master's degree in clinical psychology and dance movement therapy from Antioch, New England, where she specialized, specialized in working with adults and family therapy. In addition to her work in family therapy and Five Secrets Marriage Coaching, she has served a clinical 
served as clinical director for a support program for families caring for loved ones with Alzheimer's disease. She co-founded New England, England's first college of Chinese medicine and worked as a corporate consultant, speaker, training, and business coach. She is the creator and lead facilitator of Go-Giver Marriage Coaches Training Program. John and Anna have been dreaming about co-writing the Go-Giver Marriage and bringing this message to the world ever since the first draft of John and Bob's original book came sliding out of the desktop printer in the early 2005. Wow. For more information, reach out to John and Anna at www.gogivermarriage.com. I'm going to repeat that. www.gogivermarriage.com. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank Man. you. <laughs> Man, Great to be here. It's great to have you. I'm excited, but I'm, I'm going to tell you about the law of magnetism and attraction. This is what happens when you just give. It's happened. That book works. I'm just an example. I'm going to let you know. I just you came from um, a testimony, a testimony. I was researching online from a podcast show, and this was six months ago. Which I'm in the real estate um, department, investor. So the investor, before I ended the show, guess what he said? Hey, Nicholas. I got this out the go, but I believe in giving, giving it shall be given. That stuck to me. So here it comes, probably about almost less than two weeks from now, reading you guys' book. I was researching. I saw two or three examples of people acknowledging you guys giving. So I'm excited to have you on for your new book. I want to do, ladies and gentlemen, what I can. I believe in giving. I don't want it to be out in the atmosphere. I believe in the law of magnetism and the law of attraction. So what this, well, I asked for them, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening and watching this, I asked if I could make it kind of natural because of my, my podcast demographics, if you guys don't mind. Because what we talk about is three things, John. And uh, Anna, we talk about three things just to cover it, then we'll get a little bit deeper, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, we talk about motivation, teaching, and perspective. That's going to lead to the question. I would love for ladies first, if you don't mind, John. <laughs> Works for me. It's a great practice. Go for it. Yeah, that's part of marriage. So what motivated you guys to create the book from reading about section? Well, I've been a therapist for my whole adult life. I trained, um, got my master's degree early in my yeah. career. And when I read the first copy of The Go-Giver straight off the printer, I said to John, this is a brilliant book. I mean, an amazingly brilliant book. Yes. And it would make an incredible book about relationships and about marriage, because these principles really apply to relationships and marriage. Love is not a static thing. Love is a verb. Okay, Love is an wow. action. Right. Okay. So that's where it began. Um, there were many books scheduled by the, by the publisher to be published under the Go-Giver heading. Okay. And so, you know, every couple of years, another book was coming out, but the Go-Giver marriage wasn't in that list. Um, so we were kind of waiting to let the sure. other books get their stride. Yes. And, but we kept talking about it. We kept, because... In our lives, people had been asking us for years, what's your secret sauce? You know, why are yes. you guys so ecstatically happy? And, and what's, what's the secret to your marriage? Okay. 
And so that's really how it began. We would go for long walks in the evening and talk over what we saw, the key elements or the so-called secrets or the habits, um, what they would look like and what, they, what, what was important. It took work, right? Oh, yes. Some, <laughs> <laughs> some adjusting to get, so that's what we agreed to because it's, it's, it's agreements. I wouldn't, say it's, I wouldn't say it's a contract. It's just an agreement because we love each other. We just want to. We're on a progress, right? Am I right? Uh, anyone care to join yeah. in, John? I'll, 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 um, I'll, I'll answer your question too. In terms of motivation, what motivated sure. us to write the book? Sure. You know, the Go Giver, the one that Bob and I wrote, the the, yes. the early one awesome that book. came came out back in two thousand eight. So it's been around for over a decade. Yes. Something that Bob and I and you guys listening, if you haven't read the book or don't know the book, it's short. It's like you can read it in an evening, right? Okay. And read it on a weekend. It's not okay. a big book. We've heard from Bob and I, have heard from so many people over the years, and Anna has heard this too, that uh, people who will say things like, you know, I haven't read a book since college, or I haven't, you know, I, I, I'm not a reader. I don't really read books. Right, right. But I picked up your book and I read it in a weekend. Okay. And I got to tell you, Nicholas, that warms my heart. I love hearing that. I love hearing that because there's a ton of people out there who, who read books like crazy, but there's also a ton of people who are just busy living their life and don't right. read a lot of books. Right. I know there are great books about marriage out there, fantastic books that a lot of people aren't going to read because they just don't read a lot of books. They don't read sure. a lot of you know, thick how-to books. or, or sure. What motivated me coming out of that Go-Giver experience was, you know, as Anna said, people asked us, what's our secret sauce? Yes. We are so happy together. It's ridiculous. Okay. And we didn't meet until we were in our 40s. I mean, we Boy, didn't really. Yeah, we didn't get married yeah. until you know, we, we've been together for 25 years. But congratulations. But was, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. But we'd been, both been through many decades of life before okay. we, we met. And I had some unhappy times in my life. I had struggles and hardships and tragedy and things happened mm. to me. It wasn't like I just fell off a truck when I was born in, the, in a happy cloud. Sure. Um, right. But we've been so much in love and so happy. And it just honestly gets better and better. And we wanted to share that with the world. But my motivation okay. was... What if we could bottle that sauce, figure out what it is, bottle that sauce, put it in a book that people who don't read books will pick up and read and gotcha. say, I haven't read a book since college, but you know what? I read that book in a weekend and it's changed my life. That's, that's my ambition with this book. We want to change people's lives. And if I may add to that, my motivation Please. as well was to put the key elements of developmental theory into place so that people okay. understood what are the key needs that we have that we had when we were babies and children yes. but we still have today you know it's like if you imagine that you know there's god and there's there's you know all his children in the world right. you know it's like we are the children and the truth is that at, at our very deepest most sensitive most vulnerable place we still have a very, very vulnerable child inside. And right. so those, those same needs that we had when we were very young for a loving parent and a loving, loving, you know, family, that's still there. We still have those needs. But most of us don't escape childhood without a lot of scars and a lot of right. wounds. 
Right. And when we get into intimate relationships, we bring those wounds with us. And so if you really understand that love is a practice, not just a That's right. right. then you're going to take the time to practice these key elements that are going to help to keep your, not only your relationship alive, but to actually deepen it, to take it to a place that you never dreamed it could go. That's awesome. Which that's going to lead to, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you, is it the book about this time at the playing? I'm going to do my best. It's out. But I promise you, go get that book. I don't want to give, give, give the sauce, but can you give us one, probably two secrets? Because that's going to lead to the next question. You teach us how. Teach a group. You know what I mean? Teach a couple together, even working together. That's what I'm going to lead to the next question, because this is good for the leaders. My, my demographics, they're in their 40s and up. They're at a high income level, and everyone has up and down, as you say before. But yes. can you give us a couple, couple steps? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll tell you, the first secret is deceptively simple, because people think, oh, you know, appreciate. Well, what does that really mean? Appreciate. You know, yeah, of course, my wife knows I appreciate her. Of course, my husband knows I appreciate him. But, you know, if you're a boss, do your employees know that you appreciate them? Mm. If you're an entrepreneur, do the people that are the bread and butter that feed your sales funnel and take care of your bottom line, do they know you appreciate them? Right. And so, yes, acknowledgement, appreciation. The, the most driving need that we have as adults is to be witnessed, to be seen, to be heard, to be understood, and to be fully witnessed by another person is the most powerful drive we have. Can you repeat that again? <laughs> that's, yes. that's, that was deep. The most, it is. What? Go ahead, go the, ahead. Most, the most powerful need we have in the world is to be witnessed. It is to be seen, to be heard, to be understood, and to be witnessed, fully witnessed, where mm. you feel like not only do they see you, but they get you. And when people get that, the number one reason people leave jobs is because they didn't feel appreciated. That's right. The number one reason people leave marriages is because they didn't feel appreciated. And the opposite of appreciation is, is criticism. And how many marriages do you know where they're just trading places being the scorekeeper? You get, you know, I gotta, I gotta stop. I gotta stop. You hear the point. You hear the word say understood. And we want to get a little bit deep here. I'm gonna respect your time, but I think the audience. What do you mean by understood? Especially for a, a, if a man walks in from work or whatever. How you doing? How was your day? And just walk out. Some people may that woman may not be understood. So I want you to give the example then. How you hear the point? That's my point. Absolutely. So what does it mean to be understood? Okay. Yeah. Yes. To be, to be understood is to be seen and 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 witnessed by your spouse in a way that's real, that's authentic. Okay. So okay. let me give you an example. Let's say your wife is an incredible mother. I mean, she just does everything from bake cookies with the kids to playing sure. games with them to taking them to the park to you know just she's just really great with them. And maybe you come home from work and you feel like it takes you an hour to unwind before you even have any energy for the kids. But she's always there. I mean, a really great authentic appreciation is just to take that one minute. Remember the one minute manager? Take one minute to praise people for what they're doing. Yes. If you take that one minute to say to your wife, you know, when you talk to our children, I feel like a lucky yeah. man because right. I realize that my kids, no matter how 
good a mood I'm in or where I'm at when I came home from work, that my kids have you all day and all night. And you're a phenomenal mother, honey. I mean, I just think you're incredible. And I feel blessed that you're my wife right. and you're the mother of my children. Right. Boom. That took 45 seconds at max. Right. And right. your wife, your wife, <laughs> if you do that three times right. a day with different things, like she might've made, you know, we use an example in the book where one husband, you know, he couldn't think of anything to, that he appreciated about his wife, except that she made this homemade salad dressing and that he had never liked salads in his life because it was always bottled <laughs> dressing. Sure. And, and now he loves salad yeah. because his wife always made this amazing dressing. Oh. And I, and he said, but that's stupid. That's not anything to really appreciate. And we were like, no, no, that's not real. Stupid. No, it's yeah. not stupid. No, it's, it's exactly, right. you know, when you tell her, you know, the fact that you go out of your way to make took this the time, exactly. it makes, it's like so delicious and so yeah. good. And I so appreciate it. Right. You know, it's like the little things. People think it's some big grandiose gesture. It's the little things. That's One right. of my clients, as her husband was walking out the door and they have three little kids and two of them were in soccer. And he was on his way to take six or seven little boys off to a soccer practice. Okay. He's walking to the car. The kids are already in the car and the door is shut. So they're by themselves. She's at the door. He leaves. She calls after him. Hey, have I told you lately that you have the best looking butt in blue jeans? Reciprocate. All right. <laughs> he was like, he was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. But his comeback was, his comeback was really quick. He said, well, it's even cuter out of blue jeans. And she right. said, well, consider that a date, buddy. Exactly. Wow. You know, and wow. it's like, it's a little thing, but it can be a way of flirting, but it's always a way of making sure your spouse knows that not only do you have their back, but you see how amazing they are. And the thing that's really cool about, it, about that appreciation, about making it a habit is that, you know, and this is a great question you asked, Nicholas, like, what does it mean to be understood? It, it, in order to appreciate, to tell my spouse something that I appreciate about her, and this would work for Boston employee, for, for sure. entrepreneur and partner, it works anywhere really, but in order for me to tell her what I love about her, I have to figure out what it is first, right? right. I, have to, right. I have to ask myself, what is it that I love about her? And that's right. a really good question to ask yourself, because what you're doing is you're building a gratitude list. That's right. You're building a little list in your head of what are the things about her that I love, and and you're constantly trying to build the list, find more things. Yeah, I told her this and this and this already, but you know what else I love about her? I love her sense of humor. I love the way she talks to strangers. I love how gracious she is when people criticize. I love you. Know, you, you start finding these things. And you start to kind of educate yourself about what it is you love about this person. And that just makes, makes the love grow. That's awesome. That's awesome. It also cuts the habit of criticism. When, yeah. you, when you want to replace the habit of criticism, you don't start saying, oh, I want to stop criticizing. You just replace it with appreciation and it fades away because a new channel has been turned up. Right. The mindset, you try to, I always work on positive. Uh, yeah, yep. exactly. How we change? Yeah. How can we yep. make this better? You can yep. either cut a negative groove in your brain or you can cut a positive one. And believe me, the positive one is so much more significant. Your <laughs> family, your family legacy is being witnessed by your children every day. Yeah. So the way yeah. you talk to your wife, that's how they're going to talk to their mm. spouses. That's how they're going to learn what relationships look like. Do you want that to be a good experience? It's the same at work. Right. If you want to be a great leader at work then how do you talk to the people you work with? 
because they're all listening. Okay. I got to ask this question then. Based on 25 years, you guys tied in together. How do you overcome um, arguments? Or even if they small or little or whatever, how you, oh, we're coming to that season, you're coming to that word again, that's going to lead to the argument. How did you guys handle it? Whether it was business or personal, how would you handle it? <laughs> it's a great question. You first, this, you first this, or me? You first. <laughs> you go first. This is, this is another secret, though. <laughs> yeah. Right. This you, is another secret that John really knows inside really? and out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you go Thanks. for it, John. So, you know, one thing I'll say about that, I mean, we do a whole like 40 minute class, master class on this, but really, it, okay. it's everybody faces conflict, right? Everybody has right. arguments. We teach that there's this thing. I think the key thing is to listen. The key thing is to be open and to listen and not get defensive. And here's what happens. Here's the thing about getting defensive. It's like if my partner says to me something like, you know, I, I, I wish you hadn't done that. Um, I wish you hadn't said that. Then for me to go, well, what are you talking about? I didn't even mean anything. It was no, I'm already defensive. That kind right. of <laughs> reaction when your temperature rises. Right. Here's what's happening. There's two of you. We talk about a lot. We talk about this a lot in the book. There's there's you and there's me, but there's also this third thing that happens when we're living together for a long time or working together for a long time. There's this overlap of you and me, which we call the us, yes. and the us is like this third living being in the room. There's you and there's me, and then there's this us. Okay. And the us is, in the case of marriage, the us is the marriage. The us is the relationship. And the relationship is like a third entity. It's like an, another living being. It breathes. It grows. It needs to be fed. It needs to be nourished. It needs to be taken care of. It's almost like a child. And so when you talk about something, when you say, I'm very upset about this, and the other one goes, I didn't realize you were upset. Tell me about it. And you tell them about it. And they, and they say, wow, I didn't understand that. Tell me more about that. And you, and you discuss it and you converse about it. You're feeding the us. You're feeding okay, the relationship right. because you're communicating about what's going on. If I tell you I'm upset about something and you go, well, what are you getting so upset about? I didn't mean anything wrong with that. We're not feeding the us. We're going into our separate corners. Right. Right. So the first thing you want to do when you get into a conflict or an argument is remember that you're an us. Okay. Well, remember, the, remember that you're connected and that you're going to approach this discomfort or argument or problem. You're going to approach it together. Your partners in, in figuring out what just happened. Your partners in understanding the upset. You're not opposite teams batting a ball back and forth. Right. Right. The moment you separate into two teams, you both lose. That's right. right. Because it becomes you versus me right. rather, than, want that. rather right. than us. Right, right. Yeah. I believe, like I said, mindset. We're in this together. How can we yeah. move on? How can we cut this negative but also, the mindset? That's why. I, go ahead. Yeah. And then also, also, we have a secret <clears throat> called, the, the third secret is called to allow. And it's the most important secret in one specific way. And that is that it is the secret that has to do with for better or for worse, it's the worse. In richer or in poorer, it's the poorer. And in sickness and in health, it's the sickness. It's the ways in which sometimes marriage isn't fair and you're going to have to pick up the slack 
And so when your wife comes home or your husband comes home from work and they're in a crappy mood because they had a terrible day and they start kicking right away, it's something, whatever that you've done. Cranky. Yeah. They're cranky. The first thing you have to remember is have enough emotional intelligence and awareness to recognize that you are you and they are they, and that this is their irritation. They had a bad day, but just because they're irritable doesn't mean it's your fault or that you have to do something about it. And so it's okay to give people space. Right. And to even when John is, is irritated about something, I will give him a lot of space. And then I will say to him, if there's anything I can do to make your wow. day better, make your day better, yeah. Yeah. Let me if know. there's anything to do, I'm open. I'm right. Open to listen. And also, yeah. can if I can make your day better, can I get you a muffin or some tea or sure. something? Is there something I can do to make your day better? I can see that you that you know something's going on. Um, and often that will open up the gate for a conversation that's rational, that's calm. And then again, the other thing about allow is that sometimes when somebody's just downloading their horrible day. Um, the most important thing to do is not to try to fix what their what their problem is. The most important thing to do is just to listen. Okay. Because it's, they don't need you to fix it. It needs you to hear them. Okay. Is this based on experience? Is it a certain time or it just depends on different marriages? Like I said, do you allow them to take their time and then the next day because you don't want the pattern to happen? You know what I mean? I want to know what if I can, how can I make this better? You had a bad day, you know, you don't want to talk. Do you give them time? I mean, there's a certain time or what's your suggestion? Go for it, John. I know you, yeah. you have a great <laughs> answer to this. <laughs> I tell you what I was going to say to that, and I, I love to hear what Alan says. What I was going to say about that is, okay. is I, I do think that varies with the person. And here's why. People process things very differently. Right. Different people have a different style and a different speed for processing their own upset feelings. And I'll give you an example. Anna's really articulate. She's really skillful and practiced at observing what's going on and sorting okay. it out. And she can, she can explain it just like kind of as it's happening. I'm not that way. Um, when, something's, when, when something's going on that's emotional, where I'm, I'm having upset or confusion or whatever's going on, I have a hard time in the moment knowing what I'm even feeling. Like if you asked me to explain what I was feeling in that situation, I couldn't give you an answer. Really? I need I need time. Okay. I need time to kind of sort it out. And sometimes mm. I need to talk it out. And it's only in the process of talking it out that I understand what I'm even feeling. But sometimes I need some time before I do that. And so this comes back again to learning each other to witnessing each other, kind of you get, it, get a feel for each other's rhythms and what each other needs. Sometimes what, what your partner needs is, tell me what's going on for you. Sometimes what they need is, I'm just gonna give you space and I'm here. If you wanna talk about this, I'm here, but you know what? I'm just gonna go over here and make some dinner and I'm gonna go over here and take care of the dog or the kids and, and just know that I'm here. It depends on the person. We've each, we've all got our own, style and rhythms to it what would you say let's, let's say it's your wife and she's just had her she's been wrung out by three little kids that day sure and she's just so like you know up to here with like she's just irritable 
she's been home with three kids all day long and, and you know, it's been a bad day. Um, you know, the best thing that you can do in that moment is to sort of be able to attend to what she might need. And you might not know what she needs, sure. but to explore that, to say to her, sweetheart, how about if I take the kids to the park and I get some takeout so, dinner? And right. how about if I pour you a glass of wine and draw you a bath mm, and right. give you some space to just have a little time right now? And if you want to go out for a jog or whatever else you want to do, mm. you take care of yourself for the next hour. I'll take the kids and I'll come home with dinner. Awesome. And, and then even say, hey, do you have preference? Do you want Indian? Do you want mm. this? Do you want that? Yeah. And then mm. go take care of it. Because that's the thing that's going to, you know, give her that sense that you're tuned to her channel and that you're not trying to fix her day. You're just trying to make it better. And I will say you appreciate it. I want to let you know, acknowledge that you appreciate it. You know, this instant. What can I do? Go ahead. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. What can I do? That's a way of attending to your partner, a way of tuning to their channel, paying attention to what's going on and doing what you can to lighten their load. Right. And when you do that for your spouse, I mean, every mother on earth has had a 24 to 48 hour period with a sick kid, where by the end of it, you are so strung out and so tired and so emotionally strung out that you just feel like, you know, it's like, whoa, to have somebody come along and pour you a glass of wine, draw you a bath and bring home dinner. I mean, right. it's like salvation. I remember having the flu and having John make me this fresh chicken soup. And I it just mm. was like the best soup I'd ever eaten because I'd been so sick and for the for days. Yeah. And and so, you know, it's like that kind of of nurturing is so powerful. And and as well. I think men are natural born fixers. I think right. men love to fix a problem. Right. And I want to say this to every man listening. Okay. Don't try to fix your wife's problems. Let <laughs> her go on a rant. Just okay. listen. And I mean, John and I have a joke between us. If I'm on a rant, he'll let me go for two or three minutes. And every few minutes, he'll say, the bastards. And then I'll just, I'll keep ranting. And really? three or four minutes later, he'll say, the yeah. bastards. <laughs> And what's trigger. Yeah. he's commiserating with me. Right. He's not right. trying to fix it. He's right. just I'm commiserating. There. I'm there. I'm on your case. side. I'm on yeah. your team. Exactly. And what's powerful about it is that, forgive me for saying it, but sometimes women just need to vent. I mean, women are processors. Yeah. Sure. We like to talk it over. Sure. Men go off in their corner <laughs> and, and, you know, think right. about things and feel bad and try to go play golf or get, on their, get on their computer and distract <laughs> themselves. You know, sure. it's like, it's a whole different energy. And I, I don't mean to pigeonhole hmm. men or women at all, but I just feel like a lot of men really try to fix whatever's going on with their wife. And it's like, let go of that idea. You don't need to fix anything. Be a sure. listener. Sure. Be somebody who takes care of her in specific kinds of ways that you know she loves. Okay. Well, here, ladies and gentlemen, here's, here's going to be the, the question or the teaser that I'm going to have. It's going to stand out. Normally I ask on my episodes because of leadership, and this is going to deal with you guys are tying in is personal development, this personal development. So ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching this and listening in, I'm going to ask the question. It's, it's going to be natural also, because my normal question is, I always ask, what is your definition of leadership? So I'm going to ask you guys, ladies first, what is your definition of a marriage or a marriage? Just go for it. 
My definition of marriage and leadership are very similar. Really? Yes. And I'll tell you why. Okay. If you are really a good spouse, you're a leader in your marriage. And mm. there's room for two leaders. And, and trust me in this, being a leader in your marriage means that you take initiative to take care of your family and to take care of your spouse. You take initiative to find ways to appreciate your spouse every day. You are constantly feeding your spouse's needs in terms of their emotional needs, specifically appreciating them, taking care of, of things that they need. The first four secrets in this book are all about giving, but mm. the fifth secret is counterintuitive. And the fifth secret is about personal growth. It's about how are you growing yourself? And if you don't grow yourself, then your marriage is where you're seeking to get your needs met. And you'll never get your needs met just from the marriage. You are the one that has to feed the you. You're the one that wants to become a poet or a painter or a master gardener or have some avocation that's completely separate from a career or from raising a family, but is just as powerful because it, it's a creative drive. It, it, it piques your curiosity. Maybe you want to write a book about a specific topic. You know, all of that kind of work nourishes and feeds your personal growth. And when you feed your personal growth, you're even more attractive because you have so much more to bring back to your marriage. Wow. <laughs> That was deep. I, I could make it as, as again. I could make another series on that, but and we I will. had some questions. I'm saying I it's can my turn. some questions on it. Yes, yes, we yeah. will. Yes, we'll come back. That was deep. That was deep. That take notes. I can't. I that can't do better notes. than that. I, I but I'll. I'll take a shot. That was deep. Go ahead. <laughs> I'll take a shot at my answer. Wow. You know? <laughs> so it, there's um there's a series of Go Giver books. As you know, there's a Go Giver, and then there's a, a book that came before the Go Giver Marriage. It's called the Go Giver Leader. And there's a scene in that where the guy who's running a company, the company has been, their, their inventory has been burned, their whole building has been burned to the ground, the company is in ruins. And he's got the employees gathered around him and he points to a, in the, into the distance to a, one of the tallest buildings in the distant city and says, that's going to be our new office, which was completely irrational, completely impossible. But to me, that's what a leader is. I'll get back to marriage here with this. But what a leader is, is somebody who, points at the mountaintop and says, I want to go there. I want to go there. And he's generous with that. He shares that vision with other people yes. so that, so that they, they have to follow. They want to follow. Right. It's a, a good leader does many other things. There are a lot of aspects and facets to leadership. But to me, fundamentally, the number one thing a leader does is a leader points at the mountaintop and says, I'm going there. Who wants to come? Sure. And I think that that's a little bit like what marriage is like. Marriage, to me, the ultimate goal of marriage, and I think a lot of people are confused about this. People, you know, ask people, well, what, there's a character in our book, Go Giver Marriage, who asks the young man, what is the purpose of marriage? And the guy is like, guy, I never thought about that. I mean, I, he's, he's in love, he's married, he's been married for seven years, but he never thought about that. He says, I, companionship? you know, give a good home to our kids, uh, provide for our family. And he's, and the, the mentor is like, yeah, all those things are good. All those things are great, but they're not the purpose of marriage. Okay. The purpose of marriage is to point at the mountaintop and the mountaintop mm -hmm. is, is, is your best self. I want to become 
the man I could be. I want to become the man I know I am inside. I want to become my best self. And your spouse, she's saying, I want to become the best woman I could be. I want to become mm. the best me. And your spouse is your partner in achieving that. So what happens in a marriage is the marriage changes you. You can't just stay exactly the same person when you're married because right. you got somebody else living in the same house with you right. Right. <laughs> who does things differently, who thinks differently. Right. And so you start to, 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 to you know, adjust and adapt around each other. Some people think that's compromise, like that's a negative thing. No, it's not compromise. It's evolving, it's growth. Yeah, exactly. it's evolving. You name right. it. It's it's evolving. That's for me is marriage. Marriage is the is the mm. ultimate opportunity to become your best self. That's awesome. That's awesome. We're gonna have to make two sections of this. I'm, ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you now, I'm breaking it down to teasers, but I'm gonna have about two or three teasers of that because that was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome, seriously. But that takes more episodes. We need to get deep into that. But I'm gonna respect you guys' time because I told ladies and gentlemen, I told them before I get passionate, especially if you hit something deep that we can relate to. That's a teaser for you guys to subscribe. <laughs> subscribe to the YouTube and the podcast and reach out to them for the reviews, please. I'm going to plug that in. That's what leads to the next question. How can it get in touch with you guys? Uh, what do you have to offer? What's, what do you have to offer to the, the listeners and people that are watching, which I appreciate you guys coming on the show? Why don't you talk about the workshop, sweetheart, and then I'll do the website. Awesome. Well, we're doing we're doing workshops every month that are Zoom events called okay. Liv Living the Five Secrets to Lasting Love. And we're doing those in churches across America. We're doing them in for groups all across America and also in Great Britain. So anyone really that, I mean, actually we have people from Europe signing up for our next our wow. next workshop. Yeah, That's we have awesome. some people in, in Norway and Sweden that are coming in. So Anyone that wants to join these, these are Zoom events where we okay. spend about 45 minutes to an hour teaching in depth about the five secrets and why they're so important, what the opposites of each secret are, and how you can really move past things. And then we spend another hour taking questions, hour plus actually, hmm. taking questions from the audience and really getting a deep dive into what the five secrets are all about and what really works and doesn't work in a marriage. And uh, it, they're really powerful workshops and they're easy to sign up. You can sign up on our website at gogivermarriage.com. Okay. And um, it's gogivermarriage.com. It's under programs. And so they can sign up there. And then second, we have, um, we have a number of different things going on. And next fall, we're launching the Go Giver Marriage Coaches Training Program. Really? Which okay. will train coaches all around the world to actually do coaching one-on-one. -on -one with one person in the marriage, not with the couple, but just with one person, because you're really working to help them get these habits, these secrets ingrained and to be using them in their, in their marriage. And then to see what's happening, how the tone of the marriage changes from the secrets. Um, so that's a really rich program for people that are looking for a new career avenue um, where they might, might want to be, have a private practice that's completely on Zoom. This is long-term. So this yes. is long term. You guys yep. look at the build. To oh, yes. Like oh, yeah. married couple. So they go through things. So this is not going to be a six week or eight week thing just to get on Zoom. You guys looking long term to expand on that. Yep. Worldwide. It's a marathon. So that's the key word. Marathon. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. Yes. 
I just want to make sure they hear that and understand that we're not you're not going anywhere. <laughs> you want no, to I'll just it. I'll just add to that. You know, Anna already said the name of the website, but that's also sure. you can you can get the book at the website. Okay. Um, there are, there are on, on our website. There's you know you learn a little bit more about the book there. You can read an excerpt from the book. You can also actually buy copies. There's links to the Amazon and Barnes and Noble and all the different places you can um, you can buy the book. And there are also, if you if you uh, go to our website to get the book, there are some free gifts that we that we prepared for people who are visitors to our site. You know, a couple of video masterclasses that we produced just for that purpose. So come visit our site, gogivermarriage.com. Okay. Also, all the people who endorse the book are listed on the site, and there's some yeah. pretty spectacular endorsements from a lot of very unique people. Um, you know, it's it's quite a who's who of endorsements. And that's kind of, that was really, when I first saw it lined up, I was like, wow, this is really fun to see all these, that's all awesome. these things that people said about the book. So it's, it's a sweet website and it has a lot of information on it. Well, this is because of you guys, your, your past, you, you, you guys are doers. So I'm an example here. That's why I'm here. I want to do what it takes to put out pro positive, you know, vibes and there, the law of magnetism, as you guys say, the law of attraction. So I thank you guys for coming on. I'm serious on there because it's needed, especially at the time of this playing and the type yes. of leadership it was going. You know, you got pushy and you got pull, as we say. So it, we need more information for you like this. So I appreciate you guys coming on the show. Well, we'll be happy to come on again, Nicholas, anytime and talk about leadership or how it all, how these all these secrets apply in every area of your life, from your sure. work, to your children, to your siblings, to your spouse. Sure. Stands up. Any, any last words before we, before we go? The last words I'll say on uh, are just that, and Anna hinted at this earlier, that um, if, if a couple reads the book, that's fantastic. We love that. But if there's just one person in the marriage who reads the book, that works. Um, uh, Anna alluded mm. to this. Her practice used to be marriage therapy, where she'd sit down with couples. Okay. She changed from doing that to marriage coaching, where she works with one person at a time. Oh. And the reason for that is okay. when you want to work on your marriage, you don't work on the marriage. You work on yourself. Okay. That's really the key to working on the marriage. So my, my point is, I'm glad don't you said that, like, seriously. You yeah, don't that. feel yeah. like you. this book is not going to work for you if your husband or your wife isn't interested. No, 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 no. Just one person can, can learn from the book and put this into practice. It will make a dramatic shift in the tone of the relationship. Mm, that's awesome. That's awesome. We and will. thank you so much, Nicholas. This has thank been you. a wonderful dialogue. Really enjoyed this time. Thank you. Me. Thanks for coming. Excited to have you on. And I look forward for the next episode because, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to lead to my saying I always say, and that makes sense. Don't condemn. Don't complain because you have a choice to make a change. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us on the Nicholas Brown podcast. Make sure to visit our website, www.nickbrowninc.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. 
If you like this show and you are a new real estate investor, then check out one of Nicholas's free reports called the Wholesale Dominator Report. Also located on our website, www.nickbrownie.com slash free reports. Be sure to tune in for our next episode. And remember, don't condemn, don't complain, because you have a choice to make a change. Have a great day.